Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the Cat 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha, and today we have a real treat for you, straight from Albany. (laughs) Albany! I have some of the some really, really, really recovery warriors, man. Um, some warriors for the kingdom of God, man. And, and some people that I have the privilege of calling friends. Uh, and, and just, man, I am so grateful. Anyway, before we get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to our sponsor. The Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that has been adopted here in Rockdale County. And the purpose of that initiative is to reduce the number of people in jails that have substance use disorders, mental health disorders, and that look like us on the inside and the outside. Also, let's shout out to uh, Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is the tip of the spear, because without her commitment and guidance and dedication and influence, we would probably wouldn't be doing this here like this. Uh, also, shout out to Hurricane Maine and Cat 10 Entertainment because their platform has given us an opportunity to send this messaging all across the world. And when we were looking at our analytics and I seen that we have listeners in Germany, shout out to the German dudes. This is going to be a real treat for y'all. <laughs> Believe me, they, you, they'll know what I'm talking about here in just a couple minutes. Anyway, with that being said, man, let me go ahead and just say, man, I am so inspired. So once you start riding the iron, you'll understand what I'm saying, because today we brought the, I can't remember how long ago it was that I went to the kingdom of Aspire, man. And, and I went up there with, with my partners and they invited me up there to some kind of event that I spoke at. And I've never been the same. Well, actually, I went up there a number of years ago got the treatment dude you know what i'm saying and, and i've never been the same and then i went back same thing you know and, and so i just wanted to get wanted to give everybody else this opportunity to have that aspiring experience right so today we have uh some partners of mine from aspire and, and they're here and to set it off right because they can't oh, not do that they are by nature and then by profession and by destiny, warriors, man, and, and uh, I admire them so because we are like-minded, like-kind, and, and do so many things, right, that, that are just kingdom-driven, so many things that are purpose-driven, so many things that we were designed to do, and it was a time when we didn't know it. But anyway, with that being said, I want to ask you guys some questions. Um, my first question, though, it's a given, is can you tell the people who you are and what you do, because all the people that are that listen to our show, they know that my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery. Um, they know that the, the, the operative term in that is long-term. Uh, mm-hmm. They know that I'm a certified peer specialist for mental health, for whole health, for addiction. They know that I'm a, what am I, a CPRP 
a certified psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner. That's a mouthful. Um, they also know that I'm a forensic peer mentor. They know that I'm the CEO of Recovery on Fire. They know all those things about me, but I am not from some alien planet, even though some people think I am, but I'm really not from an alien planet because there are a lot of people that have taken some of these same pathways. Today, I'm going to ask you guys, who are you and what do you do and what are some of your professional credentials so that people know how impressive you really are? And so we're going to start with with you, Paul, because we because <laughs> like that. <laughs> Go ahead, get to get back, Paul. Praise God. I, you know, listen, man, I, I this is I mean amazing honor, man. I I I don't know about no one else here, man, but this is just such a, a perpetual pinch me moment right now. I, that I get I get to do this today, you know. Um, hey, I'm Paul, I'm personal long-term recovery. And uh, what that means to me today has been eight years. You know, since I felt the need, man, to uh, be not present, not feel, you know, um, hide in plain sight, you know, all that, man. I, I, uh, I get to be seen today, man, and uh, I get to do this today. Again, it's a, it's amazing, man. Your reputation and your energy and the things that I, I wanted to disqualify myself, man. You know, at first, um, um, again, and then as you went through some of the credentials, man, I was like. Well, God, listen, I have a couple of those too. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I, you know, sometimes like, you know, uh, being a, you know, being a CARES, the AD, uh, CPS, uh, the forensic, the MH, you know. Also, man, outside of that, man, I'm uh, deacon training right now. I'm the greeter leader of, of our church, man. I'm the leader of our small group. I'm leadership and celebrate recovery also. Now this leadership thing, I don't know where, why it's always tagged with me, um, but I'll accept it today, man. And uh, honor God today, man, by uh, being diligent and just being, doing the right thing for the right reason today. You know, um, recovery and salvation has afforded me some amazing opportunities. One, the same agency that I worked for, I, I used to receive services the same state that I worked for, you know, once incarcerated me. And, and it's just, just amazing. The, wow. the opportunities that have been afforded to me uh, today. Wow. Yeah. 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 So again, you know, you, you, I don't know if you got the stop sign or the stopwatch or whatnot, man, but I'll roll right with you. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I know. They're like, saying, you know, but I, I, I just like the eject button. That's right, man. But we're going to get to all that stuff. So you want to tell the people out there, Radio Land, who you are and what you do. I'm Marlisa Bailey, and I too share the, you know, the honor of being able to sit in this environment with you all. I mean, you know, you know, Bill, you are so excitable. You had me screaming on my leadership hall the last time we ha had a Zoom, and usually I use my inside voice. Well, I was so excited uh, about the encounter, the engagement, and, and so honored to have you on our diversity, equity, inclusion program. Well, so. I am a person living in long-term recovery. And what that means is that seven years ago, I made a decision to um, surrender everything that I had, which was nothing. I didn't have anything. So I made a, a decision to live, go on a journey towards wholeness to live a different lifestyle. And it's been seven years since I've used any mood or mind-altering substances to change my reality. Um, I am a hope dealer today. 
Yeah, up with hope and down with dope all day, every day. Yes. Um, I am a director at Aspire Behavioral Health. Employee experience and change management is my niche. So I'm a paid hope dealer at the agency I work for. Um, also, what else? I am in, in, in leadership for Leadership Albany. I'm not even from this area. I am a grateful believer in Christ and Jesus Christ. And it's just that that is all that is the foundation of everything that I have today. And I get to do this stuff with my day one. The chick that right here, Catherine, she's the one that saw me when I arrived, when I landed on this planet. That's my day one. And uh, we still together. And um, I, I, I share in the gratitude of, of working for an agency that does work to help to heal the, the communities around us and for people like us. Whereas there was a space in which I knew that I was on a deserted island alone. And that was totally a lie, you know what I'm saying? And I'm so grateful that I got I got stranded down in Albany with the best, you know, with the best. And, and we yes. locking shields around here. So yes. thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And Catherine, you want to introduce yourself to the people out there in Radio Land and let them know why you are my hero. Man, I um I was just thinking, like, how do you start out? And I, I just want to shout out to who much is given, much is required, period. And that's what I try to live by today. My name is Catherine Newcomb. I am a woman in long-term recovery. And uh, what that means for me is it's been seven years since I have, like Marlisa said, changed my reality, number one. And number two, nobody has taken my shoestrings in that period of time either. I'm pretty proud. Um, what, what that means for me and the opportunity that's it's afforded me is to be present for my daughter. Um, man, I wanted to be a mom so bad, but drugs and alcohol were in the way, you know? So at seven years, I got to see my baby girl graduate last year. So yeah. that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So if that's the only thing I ever got, I'd be doing just fine, you know? That's right. I am also the uh, program director of the Change Center. And man, this community gave me my life back. I was out there trying to take my life on a regular basis. And this community decided I was worth it, that I was enough, and that I had something to offer. And so they loved on me and they gave me one more chance. And because of that, I've been an investment, you know what I mean? And then I get to invest in my community. So Bill, man, don't get on fire. Be over there sweating without me, okay? Yeah, I know, right? You know, it's, it's your fault because this is the because that's everybody said Bill is your fault. So I figured I tried it, but you know, the the thing is that this is the first show that we've recorded at Grit and Grace, which is our addiction recovery support center. Yay! ARC, but you know what I'm saying. You know, I get those letters, man. You just have to forgive me, chalking up to my head, not my heart. But this is the first show that we've recorded at the center. You know, usually we record in all kind of remote locations or home, and you know, the pandemic had us in a box or in a house or in a whatever. And so now we are out traversing life in the community again. So uh, it's ironic that today this is what we're doing. And when I first started to do this and had the vision to do this, and it's been, I don't know, three years ago, the first place I went to go see one was your house, right? Wow. So that's why I'm waiting right now for them to bring the pool table. You know, <laughs> I don't want to have to go all the way to 
Albany to Shul. You know what I'm saying? And, and, Bill, we can come up there and help you out if you need that's us. That's what right? I'm talking about, man. That's, that's right. what I'm talking about. And bring your bylaws with you. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> or the policy and procedure manual, just bring that. Just, you know. But anyway, I uh, you I admire you guys and, and respect you. And, and the privilege is really ours to have you here because you guys could really charge for this. Y'all are rich and famous. And, and um, you know, that was the funny thing when uh, Marlisa asked me to do the thing. And she asked when we did the leadership and she said, they want to know how much do you charge? And, and, and I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? This one's for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, this this one's on the heart, right? Wow. How much did how much did this cost? How much did long-term recovery cost? We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. And, and so for those people out there that are listening to us and they hear us talking about long-term recovery and they hear us talking about the acronyms and they hear us talking about living the dream. So I wanna ask you guys a question that will give them a little insight. I'm gonna start with you, Catherine. What was it that motivated you to come out of the light and into the dark? What was that thing that was at the core of you that gave you that moment where you said, man, I surrender? You know, what was your your activating event? And, and I know it's an accumulation of a lot of things, but what was the thing that made you cross the street into the light? Bill. I think uh, I think crossing over into the light, of course, had a, a lot of people and a lot of divine orchestration, right? But I think at the end of the day, uh, I was ready to live, not just exist, right? Like I had been existing. And uh, I stated earlier on a regular basis, I was hoping I could find the mix that would take me out. And lo and behold, I kept waking up. And I remember saying to myself, like my first week of being in treatment, like, let's get busy living. You know what I mean? Cause you've been busy trying to die. So you're going to stay either way. So, so what are you going to do with this? And, and how are you going to use it to help others? Um, was my first one. And my second one would be, I never want to have to leave my daughter again. Um, yes. I never want to have to leave my daughter. So mommy can go get well again. Like that's enough of that. Yes. Um, and so those two things and uh, a big higher power in my life made those things happen. <laughs> Yes, yes. And Marlisa, what about you? What was the catalyst? What was it that made you cross the street, man? <laughs> you know, that's a, and it's it's so, my story is, is what made me cross the street as a big picture is um, there's two kinds of pain. Mm -hmm. And there's the pain that hurts or the pain that forces you into uh, being catapulted into making a decision. And so with that pain, I was in enough pain that when through divine order, I got the call from that, my daughter, who I was a teen mom, that, you know, as a teen, you don't, that's not really the cards you think you're going to be dealt. 
uh, to have a child in high school. But that same daughter from high school was purposed to call me on April 20th, 2015 and say, mommy, what can I do? I don't know if you're alive or dead. And that was the thing I said, all right, I had no choice. I was in enough pain. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. And, and, and I, you know, for all the people that can hear the sound of our voice, they, they, they understand they have these same issues, these same things. And they're wondering, what do I do for aunt so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, for mama, for daddy. And, and so that's why we try to bring this information, that this transparency, this buck naked truth, because the truth will set you free. Uh, Paul, what about you, man? Paul, what was it that made you come across the street, man? Woo! Well, I gotta tell you honestly, consequences. And the consequences that I, final bottom, though I had shattered many bottoms, um, that last one was the, the pattern interrupt to stop the madness long enough to get some clarity. And like Catherine shared, and I found out that I just didn't wanna die. You know, I used to claim suicide and I thought I wanted, it wasn't that I just didn't wanna live like that, you know? And so those consequences there interrupted the pattern of, of insanity long enough for me to, to have some clarity to say, listen, because I was feeling a spiritual death at that time. Yeah. But on that fateful day, March 24, 2014, when I cried out, I quit praying for the circumstances and the people to change. And I said, God, change me right now. Mm. I cannot do this this way. I don't wait. If I'm going, I can't do it this way. And, and, and that, was, that was that fateful. And I also became a disciple of Jesus Christ that same day. My clean date is the same. And so that's that ultimate surrender that the two um, beautiful ladies of mine, I mean, have, have shared that in the same language, man. I, thank you guys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to thank y'all so much because that, that's, that's what people need to hear. Those, those things that you guys shared are so honorable and, and, and so pure and, and so real and, and so dynamic and intense. You know, and I have the greatest amount of respect for them. Because for me, mine was really simple. I came in to get away from the police. <laughs> I didn't come to stay. I didn't come to get all this old recovery stuff. The steps, no, that's okay. Um, you know, I sleep <laughs> up under the steps anyway. Um, oh, you know, can I get one of them donuts, a cup of coffee? You say this is a speaker meeting? Is this an eating meeting? You know, I, I, yeah, I came because it was an eating meeting. Um, I didn't come for this whole recovery piece. I did definitely did not come to become Mr. Bill, right? I, right. I just came just long enough for the, that police to go to drive by. And, and uh, I didn't know that there was a miracle in the middle of this room. I didn't know that. And so I guess while I was walking over there to the coffee pot and that miracle stuck to me. And, and for some reason, I didn't do it. You know, people always say, man, you've been to the White House and you've been to the blah, 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 and you've done so many things. Not really. The truth is all I did was just not go get one more. That's it. I'm a one hit wonder. I just didn't go get one 15 years ago. And, and the rest of this kind of bad happened like around me, right? Since then, I've had an opportunity to, to experience what fills up a God-sized hole. And, and uh, you know, I hear people talk about praying and, and I didn't know who to pray to, right? So that's one of the things I want to say. I have the utmost respect for you guys and, and just being very transparent and speaking about your belief 
and a lot of people, because a lot of people out there are looking for a reason to be offended, right? And, and I offended a lot of people. <laughs> and, and since my recovery, I have decreased the purposefulness of my offenses, right? I still offend people by accident, and I apologize for that. But, you know, when some people, when they hear you speak of what you believe, and it's something different from what they believe, they want to marginalize that, or they want to combat that. Man, the thing they should combat is the thing that we used to have that we didn't believe in anything. Mm. That's the tragic part. Mm. Man, if you believe in anything, I commend you, right? Especially if you believe in the right thing because you believe it's the right thing. That's all it takes. That's you right. feel me? The rest of it is on the judge. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about judge blah, blah, blah. Share <laughs> you know the chips you hold, Joker. But anyway, with that being said, I'm going to ask you guys another question. So we came across the road and because of these activating events or whatever the catalyst was, and why do we stay? Why do you stay? And what has happened? And I know that's a lot of information. Why do we stay? And what are some of the things that have happened in your life since you've been on the right side of the street? Right. And I'm going to start with you, Paul. Hey, wow. There I go. <laughs> you read a hard one, bro. No, it's it, it's not. I, I stay today because of the transformation and the awareness again that nothing was wasted in this transformed life. And I get to honor God and I get to see the the trans in everything man and it's and it and it and it continues to drive and it keeps fueling me to to keep going I, obviously the evidence of hope and i see in the light come on when i hear this and i get to do things just like this but my why is today is is what keeps me going and my why is to honor god in all things so i have to keep going to to yeah. to honor him through the spiritual principle that i hold the truest and and that service you know, the selfless service today keeps me going because I get to see the evidence, man. I get to see that light come on that you talked about. I get to see people go across the street like you talked about, you know, man. And uh, and I get to remember and I get to grow and I get to see God as I seek him on the backstory, you know, um, how I got to where I am today. So I think that's that's the thing that the always ever present spiritual awakenings the yes. the you know the yes. light that is constantly matter of fact not seeing it's always on <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's always on man yes. so that so if you can pull from that man if you understand what i'm saying that I is do, i do yeah I do. yeah so I that's do. right man thank you thank you i do man i do i'm living that man I, and i remember when they tried to give me medication to keep that from happening <laughs> <laughs> no, me too <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just calm him down, right? Yeah, but anyway, um, you know, so let me go to you, Melissa. Um, for you, what is your why? And, and what are some of the jewels that you've achieved on this side of the street? Why? Mm. What? I know, right, right. That's a good, I love that, you know, because today I, I have a story, right? And my why is directly correlates with it was never about me. All the things that took place, just like what Paul was sharing, I get to get to look at the things and know that none of it was wasted. Everything that happened in my life to pre-recovery, pre-salvation was 
had everything to do with being um, in a space to share this story. Like God didn't give me this recovery lifestyle to not share it. He didn't give it to me to hold on, right? And so really the biggest thing about it is that uh, I'm grieving. You know, once I, I got a breath, 30 days, 60 days, I was like, let me get more. I like that. I like how that feels. You know, I like how that feels. And so in order to continue to, to receive those breaths in each day, watching the miracle happen, you know, I have to keep going as well. And uh, today in recovery, you know, I, I get to receive things because I've always been a taker. I needed what you had, but I was taking it from you. There's a different, there's a whole different dynamic to that. And, and also, you know, being a voice to the voiceless and, and making, and, and, and especially creating space for multi-generational healing, mm. right? So I've not seen recovery in my family or in people that I love or that have been close to me for people that look like me. Mm-hmm. So there's those taillights that, you know, I get to, we get to do together for, for other people to follow. And some of the things that have happened, you know, in this life is a lot. What? A lot. Yes. It's, first yes. of all, still in Albany. That's a whole miracle. I plan to come back to Atlanta another day. That's you right. know, yes. like 30 yes. days, I'm good. But I'm here because there's purpose. Today, my, my life is filled with purpose. And it's just because I'm willing to give this thing away. And, yes. you know, yes. Paul won't say it, but I'm going to tell everybody, we hitched. Off in this recovery game. You know, we got 95 days till this marriage That's taking place. God bless me with a spouse to be. You know, That's right. I, I was saving that the best for last. I'm saving that. <laughs> no, right. I can see the crutches in the background. <laughs> That's what will happen. He'll have to use those if he doesn't. That's what that I'm part. I mean, it's sure. like, yeah, I know, right? I get it. I get it. I understand it. Thank you for sharing that because that is one of the gifts that comes with recovery. And, and you know, it's interesting that you said that. Yesterday, I was standing here looking out the window, and, and this used to be the place where people come and vote, and that was last year. So millions of people are coming here to vote, and this is not the voting place. And, and so we, we, we put some people inside the front lobby that are redirecting people to where to go. And, and mm-hmm. people had a problem with that. Oh my God, you can't do that, right? Well, if my name is, if I'm gonna die on the hill, I would rather die on the hill of letting those little old people sit there and direct other little old people or us right. now that we can vote, as opposed to being Mr. Voter Suppression. You know what I'm saying? Do you realize what it means to be going to the wrong place and you're knocking on the door, trying to find purpose, trying to find the process? And it's moved, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. And, and I was watching. I was standing there looking out the window. And I saw this little old man and this little old lady get out of their car. And, and the little old man, he walked around to the little old lady's door. And he opened it up. And she, she, they got out. And they started walking toward the place. And I, I said, let me run out there and tell them. Because I don't want them to walk too far. Because they're, you know. And I took them the little paperwork out there. And, and they got back in the car. And as they was getting in the car, I told the little old man, I said, hey, little old man, let me say something to you. He said, yeah. I said, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing me what's possible if I do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Because That's right. Because I can have a little old lady and I can be a little old man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can open the door and we can do something together. Right. 
because we're in the world I lived in, you didn't do things together, especially not with your old lady. Right. That's right. That's right. Or, you know, when you say, hey, can I go with you, man? What do you want to go with me for? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I was getting ready to go do something scandalous. Right. And, and, you know, ooh, ooh, when ooh. you're living in the light, and, and, and when you're living in the light, things get right, right? And yeah. you, know, you end up married, you end up happy, you end up with destiny, you end up with all these things that we have that are blessings. And you end up with Catherine. Catherine, yes. tell us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Catherine, tell us what is your why and what are some of the jewels that you picked up as you trudged the road to happy destiny? My why is that um, every every woman deserves the opportunity to get and stay well. Mm. Period. And I'm going to go back to my very first statement. To who much is given, much is required. That's right. You know, so I, I not only found freedom from substance abuse, I found freedom from mental health challenges and freedom from trauma and freedom from others' opinions and beliefs and freedom from my uh, cultural software and how I grew up and how I saw the world. And so I see those things and uh, like my job is to make sure everybody gets the opportunity to see those well, as well, as little or as much as they'd like, right? Yes. So we talk about recovery and when I say recover, I mean freedom. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Freedom from the prison right here yes. that I built in my yes. own head. Freedom mm. from the prison and that spiritual destitute place in my in my soul. And yes. um, man, the only thing I know is about mental health challenges and failing at recovery. You know, like I'm really good at those things. And um, when they said, well, what else would you do? I'm like, I don't know. What else would you do? I don't even know. Exactly. Um, I'm starting to explore some of those things today. So not why you, but like, why not you? Not you, exactly. Why not you? To, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if it's up to me, it's up to me. You know what I mean? And those things can be used not just in, in our personal recovery, but in our community mm -hmm. to create those opportunities for inclusion, to have some difficult conversations so that we change our mindset around a lot of different things. And so like you get to be a light, <laughs> man, nobody was looking at, at a light. They were walking by going like this. You I know, know right? Hey. What time is it? Right, yeah, exactly. No, no, there comes that girl. Uh-uh, no. Uh, you know you're not, you know we don't want you around here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So thank you so much for sharing that. We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at NAMI Rockdale Newton. And, and so you just mentioned something that is probably the foundation of our work, 
uh, one of the hallmarks of our thing. And, and I think Melissa mentioned it, healing communities, right? And, and all of the things that we have an opportunity to partner in and to do in our community. When I came here to be the project developer for Stepping Up Initiative, and, and there were some people that looked at me and said, well, what does he know, right? So, oh. dude, I knew how to burn this thing down. And, and so, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? I am an expert on what lions, tigers, and bears do when they are hungry, when they are bitten by the rabid thing, when, when I am angry, and what happens when I got a bat and I'm trying to get a hit. I'm, I'm an expert on that. And so right. if I can just, and, and you were talking about it, Catherine, the, when I turned my, my life got turned around, I realized that on the other side of me not knowing any good thing to do was the opposite. If I only do the opposite of what I would have ever done, now I end up being an expert, right? <laughs> any idea I have, if I do the opposite of what I thought was a good idea, mm -hmm. I'm starting to head toward Mensa, man, oh. I'm in the genius category right <laughs> and so let me ask y'all a question um what are some of the things that you guys are doing because i know here we're taking programs into the jails we're partnering with the courts we got hybrid groups going on we got just we got people with their hair on fire we got all kind of hair on fire events um sorry paul but i know your hair gets on fire too i can tell <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Bill gets after, a blue ribbon for today. After <laughs> hair or after care, whichever way they, however they want to put it. But, but what are some of the things that you guys are doing with your programming, with your ministries, with your with yourselves that enhances recovery in your communities? And, and so I'm gonna start with you, Melissa. What what are Melissa? What what are some of the things that you guys are doing that sets recovery on fire in Albany? Well, wow, I, it's this is a huge recovery community. Albany is AKA small Benny, right? Um, and but Albany is huge with especially in the recovery community. And for me and the space that I'm in, you know, we started it inside of our agency where we're talking, having these conversations like Catherine was mentioning about diversity, equity and inclusion, right? Because recovery is recovery is recovery. And that yes. spans well past, you know, my past addiction and alcoholism and isms and trauma and fear and the things, because all of that still looks the same to have the conversations around race equity, having the conversations it, it, that are uncomfortable. But do, because of recovery, I get to do that today. I get to lean into the things that are not comfortable because it's all right. I'm going to yes. live and not die. Right. You know, yes. and we get to we get to do that. And and that expands to, you know, another thing that Catherine mentioned about women. You know, I found in recovery that I became a makeup artist, something that I didn't do. I didn't wear makeup. I, that was my thing. It was like <laughs> through complete. <laughs> I was really appalled that they asked me to do makeup. Right. And, and treatment. I was like, listen, I'm a I'm from corporate America. You, you guys got me mixed up. And, and God was like, you know, do you want to live or die? So I opted for living. And with that, it was about the makeup. I had to uncover to recover. So one yes. of the things that I do is connect with other women to ensure that we start in this inside out job. It's never about the makeup. It's always about a spiritual healing. It's never about the color. It's always about making that inside look like this outside. So I get to do that today in my personal life 
and also as a ministry for me. So, you know, that's just something. There we go. And, and Catherine, what about you? What are some of the things that you guys are doing at the Chain Center or in, with your agency or in your personal stuff that sets people's hair on fire and creates recovery opportunities in, in your community? <laughs> well, I would say recovery is lit in Albany, Georgia, but my boss maybe may not like that. I've been trying to use that word with recovery for a very long time. And she's like, Catherine, no. Catherine, no. I'm like, please. I know, right? Um, so I'm going to say it on your show and you can bleep it out, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not going to bleep it out probably because I say it all the time. So you're going to fit right God. in. She's yeah. like, I knew that's why you and Bill liked each other so much because yes. you always want to talk about recovery is lit or recovery <laughs> on fire. It's because like, the name of my agency is Recovery on Fire. So there you have it. How you get inspired in so, so it's lit, period. Um, I think, um, gosh, at the Change Center. So, so we have worked on our relationships with Department of Community Supervision. We have a new daily reporting center. DFACS and getting into their new case managers as they're reframing and restructuring has been absolutely incredible for me as, as a woman that did not have her child that got into recovery. And, you know, it took six years, but like she came back and, you know, I think that's a piece of me, a piece of um, my passion is that if you don't have the opportunity that other people do, what are you going to use that opportunity for? And for me, that was to be present for other women, right? To help somebody get their niece back, to help somebody get their daughter back, somebody help get their grandchild back, right? Like, so for me, that was my focus with not having my daughter was, okay, so what are you going to do for the people that can get theirs back, right? And so um, I started that that mindset a long time ago, because like, I was not going to wallow around in self-pity and self-loathing. Like I had spent my entire life doing that. Like put your boots on and let's go. You know what I mean? Big girl time. And so, you know I mean? That has been a huge piece of what we've tried to bring to the change center. Cause when we looked around, we're like, who are we missing? Not who's here, but you know, Neil Campbell always asks who's not at the table. And so they're not or we're not at the table. So on top of that, um, like creating amazing relationships with um, our faith-based communities, all of our yes. churches, as, as you know, as you come further down south in Georgia, there get to be many, many, many more churches. Um, and so really trying to connect and be that, be that bridge that, you know what I mean, that that creates lack of gap in between services or people going from place to place. Like, I mean, if I said, if someone said to me, hey, I want you to go see so-and-so for treatment seven years ago, I'd have walked out the door and walked the other way. You know what I mean? Like I needed that like hand in hand to empower me to do something different and stand by my side. And so those warm handoffs or taking them to meet somebody or going and picking them up and bringing them and, and seeing what we do. So you know, I think for us, Albany Police Department, like we got to give high five way yeah. up in the air. Yes. Um, they are starting their their new program with a certified peer specialist, the, the crisis in training where they're out in the community. And so we're we're really working on stopping that recidivism and actually getting people treatment, not incarcerration. Yes. Um, and so and that's for mental health and substance abuse. So within the Change Center and Aspire, I'm watching how we are infiltrating in a positive way, like the yes. community with, yes. with hope, with change, with progressive thinking, 
with the climate, right? Like yeah. the you mentioned earlier, the trauma-informed care, like how we talk about these things matters. Like the conversation yeah. has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so we are into getting into as many conversations as we possibly can yes. without running ourselves into the ground. Yeah. There we go. And, and you know, you're just, wow, man. I sat down last week with the police at the police department. We're working on our third co-responder model. We just started this opening doors to recovery program, a three-person intensive case management team that's meeting people while they're in jail, bringing them out of jail. They got a thing with the law enforcement. So if they run them through the terminal, we automatically get a get a thing so that yeah. we get no margin for error. That's <laughs> right. Right. And, and, but the thing that was that was biggest for me is that I was sitting at this table with the captain and the captain and the, the blah, 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 and the corporal and the da, 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 the dispatcher, but, you know, and, and they were all asking me questions about how this thing works, right? And, and I think about how many times I've been surrounded by police and they were asking me a whole different set of questions. That's right. That's it wasn't right, how this works. <laughs> it was different questions. And, and, you know, we were all speaking in a monotone and I know my monotone is loud, but there wasn't no bullhorn, you know what I'm saying? And, and there wasn't no tape. And and, and we, were, we were having a partnership. And, and what was funny is when we were sitting there and I walked in to the meeting and they all started laughing and they were saying, man, you look so much different than you do on Zoom. Because <laughs> oh. in Zoom, everybody's like this big, right? And, uh -huh. you know, yeah, <laughs> recovery is good. You know what I'm saying? I used to weigh 165 pounds. No, wait, 270 pounds. I ain't mad at you, man. You understand? That's right. That's right. Real. But anyway, Paul, yes. what are some of the things that, that, what is your why? And what are some of the jewels that you picked up as you trudged the road to happy destiny? Yes, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, ladies, thank you. You know, that's our, that's my tribe. Those yes. are boots on the ground, man. This, that stuff they're saying is real. Yeah. Um, they are changing lives, man. And, and all the things that Catherine and Melissa mentioned, you know, my contribution to this for our agencies, uh, I get to be the, the cares for our MAP program. And so I think one of the biggest, you know, when they talk about how strong we have strong recovery here, but sometimes equates to strong opinions. So the stigma of uh, being in a MAT program is probably one of the biggest barriers for our individuals in a MAT program. You're not clean. You're not all the way. You're just trading one for another. And you know what? That thing is so real, man, that some people, I guess, well, well, you know, not receive help. You know, yeah. I mean, just just basically, you yeah. know, yeah. already um, had this thing formulated where I'm not accepted here. So breaking that stigma, man, is slowly one person at a time, man. We've created a safe place here in conjunction with the chain center. We bounce people back and forth, man, and we and we give them the language to speak and understanding the difference between being addicted and 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 being dependent. You know, having a conversation to to speak to people that's very opinionated again, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. but, you know, early in recovery, those opinions matter until I'm able to, to get to the other side. Catherine also talked about another uh, bridging the gap between church and our recovery community. Um, you know, we believe there's, there's two type of people, people in recovery and people in denial that they need recovery. You know, for real. And a lot of times in that church setting, man, you know, we want to look the part, man, and, and be and be tore up on the inside and yeah. think that there's only one way to do this. I know that God's had to speak to me in a different language, you know, to better go, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> to uh, get me to where I'm at, man. And and so we provide that. And one of the unique things that's starting to celebrate recovery, we had neutral ground. 
here because of the, the quote unquote division of churches in our community. Like Catherine said, there's a lot of them, but there is a, there is a division. You know, what is a white church? What is a black church? Where's that even, how's that even possible? You know, but uh, again- um, How does that stop? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's real. And it so is real. Having the neutral ground of having our Celebrate Recovery at the Chang Center, it's not about what church you go to or what church is sponsoring that. So we get to recover, you know, and, and we get to target our hurts and hangups and habits, you know, um, and keep the focus of where it's supposed to be. So um, those are some amazing things, man. And I get, I get to do that on a daily basis. Yes. Um, so. Bill, Bill, can I tell you something about Mr. Paul real quick? You tell me something about Mr. Paul, man. Okay, so I love Mr. Paul, number one. <laughs> I just absolutely love him. And number two, Paul was out in the community being a CPS and a CARES for years before he ever got hired at a community service board. I'm not going to tell the story, Paul. Don't worry. Um, but not only did he apply here, he applied three or four different times. And so he was out at the Community Impact Center and working with the chaplains to bring people into recovery because he could speak that language that they could feel, not that yes. they could hear. And yes. he was doing this for absolutely free. Yeah. And um, the things he was passionate about and admired and, mm. and I sat, he sat down at my desk one day and he said, Kat, he said, I got to tell you something. And after he told me, I laughed because he was really concerned with it. And to me, I thought it was fantastic. Um, but it was something we were able to overcome to get him through the appeals process so that he could work for a quasi state entity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, I re-met Paul, I met him years ago, and then I re-met him from him coming to the Change Center because he was connecting a peer out in the community to our resource. And through that, he is now, he works in an office that he used to stay in at a residential treatment center, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, right? Yes. And so yes. like watching the transformation in him through what we do and now to be a part of like the movement yeah. um, yes. of hope and resiliency and we don't care how you get well, come with us, yes. just get well, yeah. has been absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners such as Viewpoint Health to join us in our journey to recovering individuals as well as systems and procedures. Viewpoint Health offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www.myviewpointhealth.org or you can call 678-209-2411. Hey, you know, shout out to the Saul Paul conversion, man. And, and that's a really big <laughs> thing, man. Because um, I'm there, I'm with you, you know what I'm saying? And, and hmm. I knew it though when he, first, when he first came on. As a matter of fact, I was sharing this with Marlisa the other day and technology is scary as hell. I think about the 15 years that I was in prison. When I came back, they had invented shit that they didn't have before I left, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I was the other day I woke up and I was doing something and I picked up my phone and I was looking 
and I saw you and her on my Facebook page. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Man, I ain't mad. You know what I'm saying? It can work for you or you can work against it. You know? That's right. uh, we ain't awesome. going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere, Bill. <laughs> this awesome God we serve, man. He can do anything. If he did this for us. And, yeah. and you know, I think you said something really powerful because one of the innate gifts that I have and, you know, all of them God gave me, right? And, and he gave me this gift to speak to people in their native language, which is sometimes frowned upon. It can <laughs> because, be. Yes, because the very language that I needed to get me in is frowned upon. You can't yeah. say that. It's like, really? Because that's why I wouldn't, that's why I would not talk with you or listen to you. You know, just grace. That's why the name of our thing is Grit and Grace. Because yes. without grace is the, because <laughs> I ain't here because I'm smart. You feel me? And, 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 you know, I didn't even make up my mind to run from the police until I was 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let me just say, I was tired by then and I could not outrun anything. You know, everybody was the police. The dope man was the police. They got a number on the thing. said, dial this number, you get some free dope. And and the dope wasn't that good anyway. So I said, you know what? I might as well. (laughs) spot right here. For a minute, and, and I stayed. Uh, I've been here for 15 years, and, and while I'm here, I have the opportunity to have conversations with you guys, and, and that is the most powerful thing that has ever happened to me in my life. The the conversation I had with Catherine, and I got pictures of y'all center, and you know, when I was like looking at them, yeah, I want one of those, you know, and, and can we make it feel like this, you know? But you know. I, I will be forever changed as a result of those connections, right? And, and you know, forever change. Uh, when I was talking to Marlisa on the phone, and, and I remember the first time she called, she said, is this Bill Carruthers? I'm like, I don't know. Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm Bill Carruthers or not. Who are you, right? You know, people call me from everywhere. Yes, I'm Bill Carruthers. And, and, you know, people, I was talking to one lady the other day and she talked to me and she was telling me my brother's father's cousin's uncle, da, 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 you know, and we went through the whole spiel and I gave her a lot of information. And when we were through, I said, well, thank you, ma'am. Please follow up with me and let me know. And she said, you're not going to ask me how I got your number? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not going to ask you how you got my number. <laughs> so, I know how you got my number. God gave it to you, right? And, 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 so that's how you get it. That's how I got your number. You know what I'm saying? Because right. God had my number and my number is counted. You know, I'm counted today and, and it matters. Uh, the other day you guys were talking about the inclusion thing. The other day I, you know, I was doing something and I said, you know what? I need to call my homegirl. And I called Dr. Deidre, right? And, and I remember years ago, I spoke here in Georgia at the Capitol, right? And I think this was the last one that they had inside. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead there and say yes it was because I was at that one and the one that I got us kicked out here <laughs> and and when you said take it up a little bit and everybody told us no we yeah we did it anyways and we did so, it so and this is the thing about being lit. Yeah. I was sitting there and I, they asked me to come Bill we want you to come because we want you to get them lit okay cool so i come and i'm over there under the little step and, and i make my conscious contact with the god of my understanding and, uh-huh. and i asked him to do me a favor let me get out the way and i want you to light it up and, and he said okay bill you ready i said i'm ready and he lit it 
And right after he lit it, she walked up and said, hey, listen, we just had a noise complaint. And I'm going to get to who she is, <laughs> confidential. But anyway, she said, listen, Bill, we just had a noise complaint. So I'm going to need you not to get them crunk. They were already there. Mm, it's already lit, right? Yeah. I remember walking over there. I remember walking up to the mic. And you can see this, Bill Carruthers, A-Rand. It's on YouTube right now. Okay. And, 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 yeah. And the first thing I said was, I was trying my best, man. I was trying my best. Oh my I was God. looking at her, and I know she's the head of this. And I, I remember she was the head of that. I see all the people. And, and I, I, this thing I can't contain, man. Yeah. I got a blessing inside me. I can't contain yeah. it. And, and whatever the price is. I'm Superman, and, and I met that thing, and, and I knew there was going to be some consequences. That's right. And I decided I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, I was on my way home. I was riding home because I was from Savannah, right? So I'm riding home, and I'm thinking about how much trouble I'm in, right? And, and so I've been in trouble before, uh, you know. And I'm riding home, and I got a phone call, and it was from Doctor Deidre. At first, she sent me a text, and when she sent me the text, and I still have it, I saved it. She said, thank you for being authentic to the core. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because she knew what, because I told her, I, I don't want to get us kicked out, but I got this thing inside me that's burning, man. I got to let it out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, Needless to say, I made a great friend. I might have lost something. <laughs> However... <laughs> That cat, you can't get your money back. So anyway, yeah, that's right. uh, for me today, I want to ask you guys one more question. Um, well, two more questions. One question is, what do you do to stay well? In in light of all the things, I know we're we're attempting to recover from the pandemic. I know that we all have very uh, intense working environments because when you're trying to serve with your whole heart. Sometimes we, we don't know how to hit the brakes. I guess when you got a significant other, not just the other, a significant. You gotta, for everybody out there that don't know what that means, look up the word significant. <laughs> so if you don't have a significant other and you just got an other, then, but anyway, that's between you and God. If you have a significant other, then they'll help you put brakes on your car, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You may have to pay for them, but they say you need to get some brakes on that car. How do you stay well in the midst of serving and serving and serving? And, and I'm going to start with you, Catherine. How do you stay well? Well, I may not have been doing such a good job of that up until this year. So uh, I definitely see the need for that in my physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I can't say that like I'm I'm a um, guru at health and wellness. You know, I'm just practicing. I'm I'm dibbling in it at the moment. So for me, that looks like don't laugh at me, you guys. I go home and I listen to meditation music, and I've really been practicing to have good posture um, because. It's mindfulness, it's health and wellness. It helps me to decompress and I'm taking time to do something that only I can do for myself. Mm. And so right now that's on the list. Yes. Number two has been to get eight plus hours of sleep each night. See, yeah. but when I looked around, I, I saw a bunch of things I couldn't control, right? Yeah. And so that always pulls me back to control the controllables. Like what's within your hula hoop, right? And so 
I was able to start implementing some of that whole health action management. We can call it WAM if you want. You know what? I know. Yeah, I know. WAM. Yes, right. Yes. And so I've been, and, and journaling has been in that. And so, you know, before this year, yes, it was meetings and it was fellowship and it was working with others, but even those things can become cumbersome, right? Yes. Like if yeah. you're doing this for a living. And so like, how are you truly going to take care of yourself? And yes. so those have been through pretty much the eight dimensions of wellness for me. And so at least those are the three I am working on at the moment. I'm also working with you guys, man, for real, man. <laughs> you like that? No, no. I'm practicing no too. Yes. Not everybody's going to like that, but that's okay. That's right. Yes. That's, that's right. right. I'm okay yes. with that. That's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. Paul, what about you, man? What do you do to stay well, man? Yeah, right. No, you don't go play basketball or do that kind of full contact sports because uh, you can't afford to get hurt for free, but you might have a good insurance policy. Or good I insurance. know, man. We yes. know what? The covering, you know, here's the drill right here. Just keep Marlisa happy. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> And that, huh? I'm alert okay. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty close. I, I have to make the playoffs. Yes. Life is a happy life. Am I right? Okay. And I will store that recording. Yes. Okay. You got yes. it? We'll need this yes. when you're done, Bill. Get <laughs> uh, How about this? Uh, guess what I know today? I know that compassion and fatigue is for real. Yes. You know, I, I, I heard that before, man. And um, I, it didn't apply. And I heard you say something about losing some people. I know that recovery says today for me that uh, I didn't lose friends in recovery. I just gained the right ones. And I have the right ones to, to listen to. I see, I listen today. See, I can remember Kat told me way back when I started to preach, Paul, look, you have to take time for yourself. Remember, I'm like, man, look, all right, I'm not compliant from the very beginning <laughs> until I wasn't. And so yeah. what it is, is listening to my body, listening to following suggestion and listening to the people that God has placed in my life. Yes. You know, I heard it said before that the attic is the last to know. And sometimes I don't know that yes. I have, I've overextended myself. So it's about the balance of the maintenance part of this is the balance, man, a healthy balance of everything, you know, and staying out the way sometimes. And, yes. and that constant, you know, some for 12 steppers, that 10th step, yeah. uh, continuing to take that personal inventory and, and promptly admitting that thing. For me, that's confessing sin. And, and at the end of the day, starting my day, prayer and meditation, Kat, thanks for sharing that, is yes. vital. I have no choice today. I know what happens when I don't. That's, a, that's the whole thing. That's the gist of, of, of my, my wellness today, listening, take, following suggestions, listening to people that they know me and they know how I'm wired. Knowing that that's my father telling me, son, listen, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. though you're doing good works at the expense of what? So how is that good? You know, so I know you can't pour from an empty cup today. And I believe that's right. You know, so well, thank you so much. Uh, thank, man. You. thank you so much for saying that. So, Melissa, yeah, obviously you're a guru. And so uh, <laughs> that being said, yes. love yes. all that stuff. So yes. what do you do to stay well? Man, just listening to them, it's it's a, especially in the last couple of years, like I, I unplug, right? So what that means is I even unplug for myself and that comes through, you know, my constant contact with, with God. And what that means is I'm talking to him all day. So yeah, you know, yes, I have my, you know, morning meditation to connect, but also I'm in constant contact because I have 50 years of me mm, yeah. and 
in this recovery life, I've been, I'm on a, I've been on a scavenger hunt to find the truest version of me. And sometimes who I thought I was, I wasn't a lot of times. And how I say, well, is I'm a student, a constant learner of all things Marlisa. Because if I can find out things about Marlisa, I can love others well, because I, lo- I can love me well. And if that means unplugged, that means unplugged from social media, from, you know, TV, from all the things just get quiet. And sometimes even when it's quiet, the only thing I can do is pray and say, God, please quiet the noise. Mm. So that's a surrender piece because I've always been a fixer trying to fix me, trying to fix you. I know best and I don't know anything. Knowing that I don't know, it's okay today. And, um, you know, with that, 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 with the spiritual and emotional healing in that space, uh, it's just continuing to put one foot in front of the other, surrendering to things that I wouldn't normally surrender to, doing the thing that you said, doing the exact opposite of what I would have done. That helps me stay well today. And just, you know, being honest with myself that I don't have all the answers. I give myself permission to not be perfect. It'll be all right. It's okay. In that, God's blessed me with a sister from another mister forever. Yes, Where, yes. And that's a whole story. You know what I'm yes, saying? We both yeah. got Albany one big enough for us. It's like, you need yes. to go to Florida. You need to go back to Alabama. And uh, yes. seven years later, we still here. Here we are. We yes. together. And then just, you know, again, I'm fixing to be a Nixon in 95 days. So, hey, it's, it's it doesn't get anything better than that. Man, that is such an incredible thing. And so, um, you know, I just want to thank you guys, man. I feel like I just got, I just walked out of church, man. That's why right. you get a dose of hope. Yes. I feel like, yeah, man, I need some water. Um, you know, because I'm just starting to experiment with salads and water, right? And, and so, you know. Um, but You're a little late to the game. Okay. A little late, but you know what? That's never too late. You're never too late. the right thing. That's right. Um, That's right. Plus, I got a five-year-old. Well, she'll be five on the 4th of July. And when I was chasing her through that bouncy house thing and all that stuff, and she was saying, uh-huh. oh, Daddy, let's go again. I'm like, boy, this thing is serious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start hiring some goons for real, man. Hey, goons, I want you to watch my kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> Run around like, the track. Yeah. Yeah. Run with her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know this, that I am grateful. I, I'm grateful that God preserved us for today. This yeah, is what right. he made, and, and he, he didn't make no mistake, man. I want to thank you guys big time. You know, I knew this would be like this, and, and it always exceeds the expectation because he does, but I knew this was going to be great. You know, I want these partnerships to thrive. Um, right. Obviously, you guys are in, in that vision. Anything that we can do that, that creates that greater recovery community, because for me, it's universal. The community is large. We got it listeners is. in Germany, dude. You know what I'm saying? And the German yes. dudes had a real treat today. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what were you going to say, Catherine? I was just saying it's all God's kids, Bill. You know what yes. I mean? Like that was, sure. it yes. wasn't just the God's kids that showed up at the 12 step fellowship. And it wasn't yes. just God's kids over here. And so like when you put something on your heart, you know what I mean? It's for all God's kids. When when Paul said something about having to celebrate recovery, not inside a specific church or denomination, mm-hmm. I like start, I mean, like I'm on fire. Yes. I'm like, because yes. we removed the barriers for people to come. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. All God's kids. It's, exactly. And that's even in Germany, right? It's all about Germany. The German dudes are saying, I think this thing is like, yeah. 
Yeah, right now, right that minute, they were all had their ears up to the thing. Um, anyway, with that being said, everybody out there on Radio Land, we want to thank you for once again tuning in to the show. We want to thank you for all sending in all your questions, for all your support, and for everything you do. Um, Catherine, Melissa, Paul, I want to thank y'all for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to set it off with me, man. And with that being said, hey, man, cherish the chips y'all hold, man. We're going to see y'all That's soon. Right. Hey. That's right. Hey. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.